You're listening to DraftKings Network. Tonight on The Cooligans, we're talking about the tragedy at Old Trafford. We try to figure out what's going on with Manchester United, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Also, uh, we show a salute. We show a lot of love. Carly Lloyd retiring her last U.S. Women's National Team game. We talk all about it. That's right. Plus, we talk to Miguel Berry of the Columbus crew. We find out one. Turns out he's Cuban. I'm a big fan all of a sudden. He's from (laughs) Barcelona. What's it like to play with Landon Donovan and learn from Landon Donovan? And also, who is the worst dancer in Columbus, that and more <laughs> today on the Cooligans. Yo, it's me, Dave Vianich here, and I've been hanging out with the Cooligans, having a nice, and I hope you've been having a nice too. Yeah, baby. Yes. Yeah. Let's wow. do this. Let's go. Who needs vocal cords? Nah, fell apart there at the end, baby. <laughs> uh, that's right. We fall apart at the beginning. That's what uh, this show is. Uh, welcome, welcome to a show hosted by comedians. <laughs> okay, you you want unprofessionalism? We got it for you, bro. Uh, we got a whole lot. In fact, take some more, will you? <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Cooligans. My name is Christian Polanco. That's right. I'm Alexis Guerrero. We are your favorite. Stand-up comedians that host the funniest soccer show right here on Fubo Sports uh-huh. Network. Yep. Also happens to be the gulliest as well. You, you feel mm-hmm. me? I don't okay. know if you've ever heard us say that before. I feel like I've missed it a couple of times. <laughs> Correct. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're excited about today's show, not only because it is jam-packed with the most fun and funny soccer content that there <laughs> is available, but also we are joined by Columbus Crew forward Miguel Barry a little bit later That's today. That's right. Look at Christian reading marketing bullet points. <laughs> 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 okay, look, I got I got the Fubo CEO right in my ear. All right? yeah. <laughs> I remember when I made a PowerPoint, they were like, you know, you don't have to use real bullets for bullet points, right? What am I supposed <laughs> to do with all these bullets I purchased then? <laughs> so, uh, yes, look, where do we, where to begin today? Well, let, let's start uh, let's start in in Manchester because there's this uh, there's this you know the the theater of dreams, as they say, mm. or uh, you know, <laughs> more like a nightmare. Am I right, everyone? I'll see you, folks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, they need to be coming out to, uh, you know, Meek Mill's uh, Dreams, Dreams and Nightmares, and nightmares <laughs> my guy. <Yeah. laughs> because the Old Trafford, uh, I mean, there was really uh, a tragedy. Uh, Liverpool came through. Uh, uh, Mohamed Salah said, you know what? Uh, I, I think, has there ever been uh, a, a hat trick scored by an opponent in Old Trafford? I think was I'm he the sure first or the first in like a very long time. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. sure. I'm sure this isn't a common occurrence, <laughs> but I'm sure there has. Right. But Manchester United are in a little bit of disarray because they, they've uh they've not look, they've been losing a couple games, but they they lost in the most humiliating fashion to a uh to a rival. And this I is I mean, this not- is embarrassing is lightly putting it. This is <laughs> this was as bad a loss this if if you painted out if you were if you are Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's therapist and you <laughs> sat out look what's the worst that happens 
you know, Liverpool comes in, scores five against it. It's not going to happen, baby. Like, you know what I mean? That, it's It'll like never the, happen, Doc. You know? Come on. <laughs> Stop complaining, buddy. It can't be that bad. This is worst case scenario. And yeah. somehow... Ole Gunnar Solskjaer still has his job. <laughs> <laughs> and that's really the big shock to a lot of people that there, there, there wasn't that immediate, uh, you know, axe coming down as soon as uh, the, the ref blew the whistle. So it is what it is. You know, people are angry at the, 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 the Manchester United board and, and the Glazers and how come they won't make the decision that they know Sir that everyone Ferguson, feels need to be made. Everybody. Everybody, they're the only ones that are like, nah, give them a chance, okay? <laughs> All right? It, it is a toxic relationship with uh, with Ali and the board, okay? <laughs> like, it's you one don't of those know him, like, like, I know him, all right? Know, <laughs> I, he... I could change him. <laughs> I know so, he hurt me, but I love him. <laughs> so, uh, so that is his own thing. We will see. Everybody's saying the, the the match against Tottenham is depending on that result. Uh, that will determine whether you know Ali has his job the the you know the day after that. So, we'll, we're all on pins and needles waiting to see what happens there. There's They're calling it of- the uh, El Sakiko. Because right, right. Uh, Nuno Espiritu Santo also on the hot mm. seat. So, I mean, you know, look, this is going to be a hot seat, a hot took, seat-a-thon. It, it is. If you, you took the Tottenham job, uh, knowing Harry Kane was like, I don't want to be here. Yeah, like, you know bro, what it was. I don't, I don't feel sympathy for anybody who took <laughs> yeah, that job in you, that situation. You know, in the beginning of the match when the, the managers go over and shake each other's hands, and they're like, oh, best of luck today, blah, blah, blah. You think they're going to be like, yo, you want to swap? <laughs> <laughs> little look coach swap all Come right on, huh? i think that appreciate you here this will buy me a couple months to kind of figure Bro, out what I would to do watch in my that. apartment <laughs> i'd watch that reality show we you know i watched a couple episodes of wife swap that was exciting you right? know you're like oh is something gonna happen you know what was it what was the uh the show where they swapped apartments changing play trading places Let's right. go. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, uh, but there's a lot of uh, layers around all the uh, around this match and everything going on with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. One, Paul Scholes. Paul Scholes was on, uh, obviously Manchester United legend, uh, England legend. Uh, was uh, was on Sky Sports the day after or the day um, Manchester United came back against Atalanta. They were down two nil, ended up winning three two. Uh, an incredible thing. It showed a lot of heart. But he was he was the one that was keeping it real. He was like. Who cares about this comeback or whatever? Why were we so bad in yeah. that in that first half? And he made the point clear: like if we play like this against Manchester City or Liverpool, if we play like this against Liverpool, we're gonna be in, we're gonna be uh, you know giving up a bunch of goals in the first half. Against look, he said this before the game, and bang, they give up four goals in the first half. So Paul's goals, he 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 sees it. He well, sees what's going on. I'm married to someone who, you know, has crystals and whatnot. You know what I mean? Uh, so I understand what this is. This is called manifesting. <laughs> and uh, my guy manifested a big old L. <laughs> He's like, he I want to prove, prove my point. And, uh, and it was, and it was proven. Uh, the, the you know obviously the issues uh with with uh, in the midfield and giving up all these goals uh uh but, but Paul Scholes I, I when I saw that I was like well Paul Scholes should be the manager he he can see it before it even happens I think we need this man <laughs> which I remember if I remember correctly that's what he did in the midfield you know what I mean he had that good vision you know right 
Uh, and then, and this is also, uh, you know, on on this is also a very weird part because during this du- in, during this saga, all this news about Manchester United, Paul Scholes made the news for another reason because well, it, people were like, "Hey, Paul, maybe you shouldn't be throwing stones," you know what I mean? Because <laughs> you've got a few things that are also. Ole-esque, you know? <laughs> There's a because picture of him. His daughter apparently is a famous netball player. Which netball. Do you know what netball is? Is that like badminton? What is that? No, it's like a, it's like a basketball rim with no background. And you're no only backboard. allowed to, you can't dribble. You can only pass or shoot once you receive the ball. It's big in England and in Australia. I Never only know this because on a pizza tour, there was a, a, a family on it. And the daughter, people were like, Australians were like, Oh my God, mate. You know what? I don't know. I have an Australian accent, but they're like, crikey, is that, you know? And people were freaking out about this girl. And I said, why are you famous to only Australian? She's like, I'm, I'm like the best netball player of all time. And I was like, the hell is that? And she was like, you've never heard of netball. I was like, no, you know? And she showed me what it was. So apparently Paul Skull's daughter also does the same thing. And I, I think maybe having short toenails helps. In the sport, because what Paul Scholes and everyone's saying he's like a weirdo. I just think he's a good trainer. You know what I mean? And he's making sure his daughter is in tip top shape by cutting her toenails. The problem people have is that he's doing it with his mouth. He's doing he's using his teeth uh, to, <laughs> to cut his daughter's uh, toenails. And I get if maybe this is allowed if she's like a newborn you know, like a, maybe two, three weeks in, if you still if you're trying weird. to, you don't have a nail clipper and if you're I trying to help baby, your child. If I had a baby <laughs> and I left it with you and then I walked in and saw you, quote unquote, cutting its toenails with your mouth, <laughs> I'd say, Christian trying to eat my baby. <laughs> I would not think like, oh, look at that. He's cutting his toenails. The hell are you talking about? You can't use your mouth on a kid's toes unless... I don't know. It got bit by a snake and you're sucking the venom out. That's like the only time I would ever I assume you it's put just, a kid's the, mouth, foot in your mouth. There, there has to be a, an age that there's a cutoff. There has to be a point where Paul there is, is like, born. this is honey. Born is the cutoff. You're too, you're too old for this. And also taking a photo, put, get, getting it on the internet. You know, there's, there's too many creeps out here that are they, they're using it. They're filing it, okay? So She's old enough to have thirst traps on the internet. (laughs) That's too old for you to be. Because you know what's happening is his teammates are probably texting him like, can I I be next? You know what I mean? (laughs) You damn freaks. (laughs) No, dude. I mean, this is. Paul, you you know, we're here. We're here for the punditry. We're here for, uh, you know, for. We're we're here for the punditry, not the Manny Petties, okay? You You know what? And also, it's called a Manny Petty, not a Daddy Petty. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, Christian, let's talk about. An absolute legend. All right. Okay. She is hanging up her boots. She's calling it quits. Carly Lloyd. I yes. mean, what could we possibly say about Carly Lloyd that hasn't already been yelled by an announcer as she's <laughs> scoring goals against yeah, women's I mean, national teams all over the country? All the, over the, the world. The I mean. end of a uh, of a glorious career, obviously. I mean, she she played uh her her final US women's national team 
uh, game uh, against, you know, in Minnesota against mm-hmm. Korea. And, uh, you know, it was an emotional, I, you know, she even played for me, a I, game against North Korea. Crazy. You <laughs> yeah. know, you got, you got to shut them down. You yeah. Them. <laughs> for the country. This is a real patriot, folks. Um, <laughs> yes. I'm like, they, I, I was surprised how malnourished they were, uh, those athletes. <laughs> but the, the, the impressive thing here is uh you know I, I i almost was i was shocked at how emotional i was uh watching her play everyone obviously uh you know they interviewed her 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 parents in uh during the game uh they are you know obviously showing all these different highlights and everything that you know uh, across her career and when it comes to when you think about one of the one of the most um loyal and just uh, uh, like a, a soldier, a servant to the 100%. U.S. soccer uh, and really just like wanting to win and just so focused on 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 bringing uh, uh, World Cups and bringing Olympic gold medals. And, and you can't really think of anyone, you know, that, that does, did that more than than Carly Lloyd. Yeah, I mean, one of them, like, you know, if you know, if you ask the question, like, how did Carly Lloyd change soccer forever? Like, undoubtedly, she has. But I mean, right. you could look at accomplishments like, you know, a hat trick in a World Cup final. You yeah. Know? You pretty know what impressive. I mean? <laughs> like pretty balling. But like one of one of the things that I think for me, when you get a sense of who she is, you can tell from the way she plays. You can tell from her, you know, the way she answers questions after the fact, the way you see her in social media videos with some of the other teammates. She's a very like sort of focused, laser focused, very determined human being, you know. But one of my favorite moments was when we went to the women's national team media day just before the last World Cup. And uh, it was in the Twitter offices and all the players, you know, would sit around. Obviously, we're good friends with Allie Krieger. So we hung out with her a little bit, uh, talked to Rose Lavelle. We try to get as much content as possible. But then as we're sort of leaving, we see Carly Lloyd coming down the stairs. And I was like, hey, yo, Jersey. And I put my hand up and she was like, what? Like she was kind of like, <laughs> but she high fived me as casually and as lightly as someone who did not want to high five me. <laughs> and yet my hand was throbbing. I mean, <laughs> she doesn't even use her hands in the sport and somehow her hand was brick. But like the, the point of that is like the presence that she had. I'm like, no defender in the world stands a chance. Yeah, <laughs> this woman yeah. is there's there's a level of intensity there that i'm like i can't that we're not even in a game it's unmatched <laughs> yeah the 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 competitive spirit is uh is there on the pitch it is at it is at starbucks it is at, it is everywhere uh and that yeah that's clearly that's the first thing if you have, if you have ever had the opportunity to uh speak to carly lord to be in front of her there's there's nothing uh, about her that suggests uh that this is not the most intense moment of your life you know what i mean yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you're like i you think could, i've done this person wrong in the past <laughs> life <laughs> Have, have I crossed you somehow? You know, I mean, do I owe you money, Carly? Because I will take care of those arrears right now no, in front of you. But I mean, the the, the amount of uh, of of success and moments that she has brought to to American soccer fans is just uh, outstanding. I mean, obviously, you know the 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 biggest highlight and biggest memory is clearly that 2015 uh, World Cup. I mean, kicking, uh, getting a goal from half field. Uh, I was going to say that's my moment as well. That's my favorite Carly Lloyd moment because you, it, you it, see that and you're just like, it doesn't matter. Look, the goal sizes aren't different in women's sport. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's not less or more players. 
there's someone who's you remove everyone off the field. And I could I don't think I could hit a 50 <laughs> yard shot in a goal. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, it's, in, uh, it's incredible. I mean, look, we, we've had the, the, the privilege of, of getting to interview a lot of uh, U.S. Women's National Team players, current and former. And, and so where, where do we put Carly? Where if we have to rank, you know, she even in her in, in her, uh, you know, farewell speech uh, at Allianz Field, she was like, you know, the she said, thank you to everybody, even even the doubters, even the critics, because you fueled me uh, to get me to where I am. So, you know, maybe this is, you know, where where we rank her might be the, the disrespect from the Cooligans. But where where does Carly rank in, uh, in in U.S. women's national team, you know, lore? Let's just say that that's exact. That's the most Jersey thing you could do right there. It's right. to thank the people who've disrespected you <laughs> along the way. Because I did this despite y'all. We got that in our blood, fam. You know what I mean, that's who we are. I think if you if you look at strikers, it's it's hard, right? Because I, if you look at Abi Wambach, I mean the 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 power and the aerial ability is you know bar yeah. none. But when I look at Carly, I look at someone who I would consider a total package. It it, it shocks me that throughout her career, she just didn't start sliding back positions because I could see her being such an effective midfielder and I could see her being an incredibly good center back as a leader and just would not allow anyone to get past her. So she's one of those players where I'm like, if you look at it, the way people talk about Paul Scholes, not in this episode, like the way people talk about him, like <laughs> you know, he was just one of those midfielders that you could knock off the ball and knew exactly what to do and made the right pass at those right moments. That's kind of how I view Carly Lloyd, always making the right run, always knew where to go. And if you give her just a, a slight window, if she could see just a little bit of light right. behind you, she's she's not going to go past you. Yeah, and, and she she has had a little bit, she's, she's had an interesting career as far as like, she did play in the midfield years ago, and now right. obviously now she play, plays up top. But the I think the most impressive thing is, she doesn't look like she should be retiring. There's no. nothing there's nothing about her game right now where you're like, "Oh, you know, she's on her last leg, she maybe she should. <laughs> she's still bodying NWSL defenders regularly. She's still putting herself in great great positions." So, it's it's almost like even internationally. Are, are you leaving too soon, you know? Right. Like we, <laughs> Play it you got 50, a couple more years Carly. in you. <laughs> Sign another contract. Get out there. <laughs> Uh, but no, they, they obviously still um, still a lot of game left. Uh, uh, Gotham FC had an opportunity to uh, secure a playoff position, secure a home playoff game possibly, uh, and then uh, you know hopefully we get to see her in the playoffs. You know who knows? Gotham hey, get could, tickets for uh, Gotham know. FC games. This might be your last opportunity to see Carly Lloyd, a legend. And let's go. All right, Alexis, did you see this? Because. Tim Melia is making a case. He's 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 making a a, a challenge for the WWE Intercontinental <laughs> Championship because he was raw <laughs> or the night before because he laid the SmackDown uh, on Christian Roldan uh, in, in uh, a match recently. Obviously, Seattle playing against uh, Sporting Kansas City and goalkeeper Team Melia uh, decided. You know, there, there, there was a scrum. He's trying to go for the ball inside the box. Apparently, well, when Roldan is like boxing him out inside of his own goal, and he's trying to get him out of the way so he can play goalkeeper you yeah know? yeah 
And so the way he chooses to alleviate this situation is by uh, giving Roldan the rock bottom. He literally grabs right. him, throws him to the ground. Uh, it is a, clearly, a, you know, uh, violent conduct. You, you really shouldn't be doing that. Um, yeah, it's not wrestling moves. Typically, you don't find them inside right, of the right. uh, arena know? known as a soccer game. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's not very often found. And you know, you got players like Greaseman who just kicked a dude in the face and stuff. You see that because it's like a, you know, you're, you kick things. You know what I mean? You've seen players collide heads. I've never seen someone just pick a dude up and instead <laughs> of moving him or pushing him, just completely body slamming them against the ground mm-hmm, and then getting mm-hmm. back up like nothing happened. <laughs> like, which way, which way so, am I going? Where's the ball coming from? Uh, you know, because it, uh, goalkeepers definitely have, um, uh, almost like quarterbacks to some degree where you have to like protect the quarterback and you know y- you know the, you can't right. be as aggressive with the a quarterback or goalkeeper as you can with, sort of with other players like they usually which is fair you know you've got players that are running at them they're the ones that are standing there so you can't right. you have to protect it, it, them it's like um the goalkeepers usually have like the right of way if we're thinking right. in traffic terms right but in, <laughs> that's, in yeah, that's the way all of us were thinking <laughs> in in uh but in this uh, scenario obviously he i get that he's trying to get to the ball he it, right. uh, clearly went too far but then the controversy really started uh you know not only because he was not given a red card and he, but he, uh, i think he just re- he just received the yellow card but the uh, after uh, everybody's tweeting about it, everybody's like, "Look what Team Media did! This is crazy!" It went viral. It went viral, uh, and then it went even more viral when The Rock. Uh, they say it was a connection through, I believe, Fox Sports um, uh, tagged uh, The Rock in this. The Rock responded, uh, uh, talking he about he thought it was he thought it was clean. You know, quality, he was like, hey, that's a good example. Rock bottom. Uh, yeah. All right. He's like, y'all so, know what we did was scripted, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but then this is when, obviously, a lot of people uh, were upset because then MLS, MLS's social media was, uh, you know, tweeting about it. Kind of. Uh, they did the holy shit. Did so- is someone talking about us? Yeah. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. Being real cheeky about it. And look, when. When The Rock, when one of the most famous people on the planet tweets at you, I can't. Re- I'm not that angry. I they, I understand what months they ago, were trying were to do here. He could here. be president. Remember that? <laughs> they right. were like, "Yo, The Rock could be president now." Future president might be tweeting that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't. I don't understand the the. The argument to me is like when someone says something racist and then people are like, you're racist. And everyone's like, oh, come on. Why are you calling him racist? Don't. That's not the part y'all should be upset about. (laughs) A man body slams somebody or whatever. Rock bottom. I don't know anything about wrestling. Um, But a dude slams somebody to the ground and y'all mad that he that, that the league tweeted about it. Right. He did okay. it. He did it in a game. This is yeah. one of the highlights. And he is Amelia is suspended. Uh, but the the fact that I think people the the frustration is that the uh, you're using somebody's uh, possibly you know Rodan luckily was not injured and everything was fine. But you're using this violent conduct in promotional materials to make the try to league look cool and fun. And especially Sounders fans, I can understand from their perspective. It's like why are you sure. using this? Uh, in in try to promote the game and the league when this is a a thing that is bad. This is this. I think this should if you not look make at the league look good. Look at the context of it though. It's a it's a popular wrestling move right. from a extremely popular wrestler. Might possibly be 
the the biggest movie superstar in the world right now. Right. Had this, had he just punched the dude in the face, you know, they're like, oh, that's like a murderer. You know, I don't think they'd be <laughs> tweeting about it. You know what I mean? Right. There's an element of fun to this. Whether, yes, you know, I could, I could see if that. you're a Sounders fan, you may not find that connection. <laughs> and I can't, you know what? I understand. But it's like, but it's but for so everyone else. I mean, there, everybody, there has to be, I, I, and I would say that everybody, regardless of, uh, you know, sort of there's some scenario where something bad could happen and a very famous celebrity could tweet about it where you're like, OK, the, it's worth the engagement. We got to yeah. weigh the pros and cons here and you got to look long term and we got to think about the future. I'm just real quick. I looked up Dwayne Johnson's Twitter. Fifteen point four million. OK, fifteen four million. Now. Major League Soccer. How much do you think they are? I they're at they're like a little over three million. Okay, at MLS is three point three. That's five times. <laughs> if that dude, if let me tell you something, if I if I go out and my pants are ripped off by me closing the door and my pants getting stuck in them and and my wife drives off and that video of that leaks. That's embarrassing for me. You know what I mean? Right. If The Rock retweets that, I'm telling everybody it happened. You feel me? <laughs> that is now fodder. So I don't care what you're talking about. Yeah, 50.4 million, The Rock. You got to, you know, turn this negative in, into a positive. It is, uh, look, I mean, I get it. I get it. I get the, the frustration. But I, I, I'll be honest with you, the MLS social media person Got to raise that day. They're like, 100%. well done. Okay, you're doing it Buddy, right. There is a moment in a meeting showed engagement, and let's just say it's way up. Okay, <laughs> this kid's killing it. <laughs> okay, uh, so we got Miguel Berry of Columbus Crew uh, coming up. A, a lot of big matches. Uh, you know, there's a playoffs. The MLS playoffs are coming soon, so uh, we'll talk to him all about that. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this podcast episode. We just want to break in with a word from one of our sponsors. Actually, it's us, and it's our Twitch channel. That's right. You know, you've seen us on, on Fubo TV. You've, seen, you've listened to us on the podcast. Maybe you've uh, clicked like on one of our personal seductive photos on Instagram. Okay. <laughs> you know how we love those body pics. <laughs> okay. We're trying to – we know the game, all right? We're not going to – Anything for, for likes and views, baby. Yo, that that's – you know, that's, that's what you got to do nowadays. But we're also on Twitch. We live stream uh, – Every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern time for Prem Show, uh, but we do other stuff as well. We do watch alongs. Uh, we, you know, we 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 uh, interview people. Uh, it's a, we play FIFA, uh, and we're gonna be doing a lot more stuff on there. So join us on Twitch. Hit the follow button. It is free. That's right. So just go to Twitch.tv/soccercooligans or make it easy for yourself and just go to eltwitch.com. That's e l t w i t c h e dot com, and that'll bring you right to our account. And hit that follow button right now. What you waiting for? I am in Columbus, downtown Columbus. Yeah. All right, Christian, our guest is finally here. Let's go. Okay. Let's go. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited about this. Uh, we call him, we call him young phenom out here. Okay. okay? 
<laughs> you know, young man all the way from Barcelona. And then he went from Barcelona to Columbus, which is what everybody from Barcelona wants to do. You know, I mean, there was a lot of San Diego between that. But yeah, that's right. But, you know, when you're a kid in Barcelona, you're growing up, you're where do you want a vacation? I want to go to Columbus, Ohio. You feel me? But he's out there scoring goals, doing his thing, came from the lower leagues, worked his way up. Now he's getting them buckets. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together, especially if you're a Columbus crew fan for the one, the only Miguel Barry, everybody. Miguel, what's good, brother? How you guys doing? Uh, you know, Columbus disrespect. I, I understand it. Uh, in, in, uh, no in disrespect, but if you compare it to Barcelona, right? uh, of course. But you know what? I, you know, my brother just came out here from downtown LA, and he was pleasantly surprised with how nice Columbus is. And I think a lot of people around around the country would be too. But you know, I, right. I understand. I'll, I'll take the joke and I'll laugh with it. <laughs> okay, we yeah, love we, Columbus. We, we had a good time there. Yeah, yeah, we did. We did a show there. We had a good time. It's uh, you look. We if 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 anything, if you're here to just change the narrative about Columbus, then that's all good. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have our the, we have our New York bias, you know. Oh so, well, yeah, New York. New York is a bit is a bit bigger than Columbus. So I'll give you it's that. Just a little bit. Can, a little see, different. The pizza's a little different out here. Uh, <laughs> let's let's start uh, getting to know you a little bit better. Uh, you know, when when people hear about you, they yeah, they obviously. Uh, they see the the you know born in Barcelona, two American parents, uh, and not not number not two but two you know what I mean. <laughs> but the um, but but that that journey, like, what was the uh, you know your your introduction to the sport? Did your parents push you into it? Was it just a natural thing to do in Barcelona? And then when you got to the United States, it was like, well, okay, where am I going to go play? Well, I'm lucky enough to have an older brother. So, you know, everything, everything he did, I did. Um, And he was the first in the family to play, to play soccer out there. And I think it's, like you said, it's something naturally you do um, out there. You know, if if you're not playing soccer, you're probably the weird kid. Uh, So, you know, we got, we got straight into that, you know, at an early age. And uh, like you said, you know, when you come to America, it's, uh, we immediately found, you know, try to find a local club. And I think the level was, was a bit different than I was used to in Spain for sure. Um, but you know, it was one of those things that you I know, mean, I just say, just say they were they were trash. I was good. They were tra- <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was better than everybody. It worked out great for him. <laughs> yeah, oh, we, I went from learning like the you know principles of tiki taka to playing with guys doing cartwheels on the field. So yeah. <laughs> it was it was, uh, it was definitely like a, a you know a big shock for me. But it's, I think it took me a couple of years to get used to. But you know, yeah. it's grown so much since then. So it, it's crazy to see all these young kids. I, I think you know. Compared to you know when I was a kid, the the way the way soccer was in this country, it's already moved on you know so much in the last fifteen years. So it's it's incredible. I'm really happy to see that. Yeah, and in fact, uh, you took sort of a you know a different route, right? You went to the San Diego Loyal. What was that like being coached by Landon Donovan? You know what I mean? Just a legend. <laughs> I mean, the guy's done no. everything. Yeah, it was awesome. It's the first time in my life I've had a forward who's who's been a coach, my coach as well. So that was that in itself, not to mention probably one of the best American ones ever. So yeah. that was that was incredible. And you know, the first couple of times I met him, I thought I thought, oh, it's gonna be you know, it's gonna be so cool. It's Landon Donovan. And then you realize he's just a normal guy. You know, he's he's a normal guy who knows you know a lot about soccer. So that was uh, incredibly you know helpful and nice. And I mean, he 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 took me in and he treated me like I was on you know you know you're on loan and I was there. I think a total of of 14 games over two years. So I think two months over two years. So it wasn't a whole lot of time, but it was the kind of thing where he, you know, really like treated me like I was on the team long-term and then, 
and help me grow as a player. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there, there has to be that, like, uh, you, you mentioned, uh, being coached by a forward and it just it brought to my mind, like every coach is like a goalkeeper or a center back. I'm like, why isn't, what is it about being a forward that is that there must be like that diva-ness where I'm like, I ain't got to tell you what to do. Just get me the they ball. Retire. <laughs> they got time for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what it is? We, we like to blame everyone else. So, right, uh, right. <laughs> so exactly. So that one, that doesn't make a good coach. We don't like the problem solving. You know, like everyone else's problem. Hey, get me the ball. The issue yeah. is the 10 guys behind me. I don't know yeah. what to tell you. <laughs> you know, if only exactly. they were doing what they're supposed to do, I'd look a lot better. Uh, did, exactly. that, did they ever try to move you into the midfield or a defender? Because every defender we've ever spoken to was like, I started out as a forward. Now I'm a center back. Did they try to do that so, with you at some point in your youth career as well? When I was in Spain, my coach, I went from scoring all these goals at striker to insisting my coach insisted on me learning how to play right back uh, in Spain. <laughs> so you wanted to, you wanted, you know, complete, you know, give me complete knowledge of the game. So he moved me to right back uh, unless we needed a goal. And then he gave me right, a move right. back up front. <laughs> but, uh, but he moved me to right back. And then I think I came to America and I played some center midfield because I was, you know, I think I was, you know, technically a you know, bit at a higher level than some of the guys uh, when I was eight, nine, ten years old. Um, you know, I played some center midfield, but, uh, and some winger when I was smaller and, and other guys are bigger than me, but you know, I've, I've always been a striker. I've always been a goal scorer. Right, right. So that's how I've always seen myself. And it, is, it looks very, um, you know, you know, it's obviously a very, na- you, you look natural doing it, especially for the Columbus crew. You know, the, the, the minutes that you are getting and, and obviously, uh, you know, Jazzy's artist is dealing with an injury right now. So, and trying to, uh, make that playoff push. It feels like uh, a lot is going to be asked of you uh, in these next uh, few games. What has that, you know, what have you also, what have you kind of learned from playing behind the striker like Giazzi? And then also what is the coaching staff? What's Caleb Porter asking of you in, in these like very, very difficult uh, and important games? I think I'm probably the luckiest guy. I mean, Jassy's probably the best guy in the league to play behind. If I mean, not it, you know, worse if you want to play because right. that guy's always fit <laughs> and he play, he can run more than anyone ever I've ever seen. But um, in terms of learning, I mean, that guy. First of all, he's an unbelievable human being, and you know, in terms of his work rate and in, in, in training and in games, it's just second to none around the league. And I think he's so undervalued and underappreciated, and it's 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 painful to see. Sometimes what people say about him, it's the it's, it's hate. It really, it really I, I can't me. stand it, bro. He's <laughs> wild. Yeah, he is. He is, he's so good. He's so underrated and so good. Um, and really, I just I try to emulate him. I think my last goal against New York uh, Red Bull, I mean, I think it was Jossie Zarda's goal. Right, right. Uh, the most Jossie Zarda's goal, <laughs> you know, you could score you know, a little near post run. Um, and I've seen him do it so many times. So I'm, I'm lucky to learn from him. And I think, you know, Caleb in these games, I think he, he expects me to, to do it as much as I can do to do what Jossie does, which that's work defensively first and, and uh, you know, kind of set the tone for the team and, and put the ball in the back of the net. So... You know, it's obviously a tall order because Jossie is one of the league's best. But, you know, I, I really think I can I can fill in and do and it. And both so. uh, SoCal guys, you know, both Southern California dudes Damn. just <laughs> hanging out in the Midwest. When when you look at the type of like what the style of play of Columbus demands of a, of a forward seems to me like it's different than most other clubs in the league. Right. Like you kind of have to understand where the ball is going to go. You've got to make those certain runs. You've got to be in certain spaces. But the benefit to that is you could literally just put your foot out. And it seems like where the cross is coming from, it's going to go in the goal. At least from watching Giazzi play and especially the goal you scored against, uh, you know, New York. It seems like all you really got to do is get one good touch on it and redirect it. Has that have you needed to change the way you've sort of learned and developed in the game? Or do you think this fits right in with sort of how you play? I, you know, honestly, I think 
going back to like my college, I don't think it fits at all in really how I played in college. But the, the beauty of the system is that, you know, if you're willing to put in the work, it'll, it'll reward you, um, you know, in, in theory and in practice. I think um, defensively, I think we're asked to do more than any other forwards in the league. Uh, and that's, I don't think that's a, that's a lie. Maybe, maybe you could look at Red Bull and then and say their pressing system or, or San Jose, maybe in their man to man. But I think, I think in terms of structurally defending, I think you have to defend more than any team in the league. And, um, you know, defending is not as fun, but you know, like you said, you know, if you if you have that structure around, you know where to be. It makes it easier to to make those runs, and and you're not so not not that you're ever lost out there, but it's I think the structure kind of gives you uh, ideas and 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 things that you'll see in games, and it'll it'll crop up, and hopefully, you know, you're there to stick out your foot, right, like right. you said, and score. Although I like to think I did a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, certainly, my eyes and stick out my foot. But, <laughs> yeah, <we're, laughs> but, yeah, Miguel's just lounging out there, yeah, and all yeah. of a sudden, Actually, I yeah, he okay. was in a hammock and he just stuck his foot out of the hammock, and the ball bounced yeah. the grand style. I was like, you know, the kid got a hammock out there, but he knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, when I tell my kids about that goal, I would have beaten you know four or five players and then whipped right, one right, in the top right. corner. They don't need to know. You know the official was on my back, and I had to get that guy off me. <laughs> the rules are different back. There, guys. I'm curious about is playing with a player like Darlington Nagby, who is is I mean, look, I've 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 played you know not at, at any professional level, but I've gotten the luxury, uh, the luxury, the privilege of just being on uh, like a five aside game with with ex MLS players, and and you see the gap in talent very quickly, right? You you <laughs> you you get close, you try to defend, and you're like, you know what? There's no way. It, there's no way I'm touching this ball. It is not going to happen. But I can imagine that professional MLS players go up against Darlington Abbey and say, you know what? I don't think I'm ever touching this ball. I, I'm not getting the ball from this guy. What's it like knowing that you have a guy like that that has a magnet on his boot that you, he will not lose it and always get the, the pass, uh, you know, maintain possession and get the ball where it needs to go? What is it like playing with a guy like that? <laughs> it- <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, it's so, some of the things I, I just remember last year, you know, early, like, you know, early in my rookie season, you know, you're in possession and, and you see him as like the neutral, you just kick the ball at him and he'll keep it. You know what I mean? It'll, you'll kick it at his throat and he'll somehow, you know, bring it down and turn and it, it's incredible. And, you know, I think I've taken the ball from him in training in two years, wow. maybe twice. Uh, so it's the kind of thing where, you know, I call my brother as soon as it happens that like, you have no idea what happened today in training. I took the ball from Darlington. Uh, but I mean, he's, for me, he's probably the best player in the league. Um, and I, and I think it's, it's just such a privilege and, and honor to play with him. You know, another great example of a great person, uh, you know, a winner, hard worker. And it's just, it's amazing to have someone, someone like that in your locker room. And I think, you know, if we look back at winning MLS cup with, with him, with COVID, it's just, right. it's just incredible what that team was able to do last year. Um, because he's he's truly like he's he's so important to what we do and and he's you know he's a, he's a human press right, breaker right. so <laughs> so uh, yeah. when you look at the defenders on 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 the team like and you got to go up against these guys in training who's the hardest because I love how this, it's not always the one you think like who's the one who's hardest for you to go up against where you're like man can I go you put me back at right back don't have to deal with this guy <laughs> <laughs> no that, that's the thing I think they're all it depends what you do. Because Jonathan Mensah, any balls in the air, I've never seen someone head a ball harder than him. He put his head through like concrete. <laughs> it's, it's incredible what that guy can do. And and you know Vito is so strong. He's got this one nail that that he like doesn't cut, and he's I end up with scratches all over myself. He's got this like this his thumbnail. He does I'm telling you, it's it's crazy. What does he it's use crazy. it for? Is it like Josh, po- Josh poke is, the the uh, the to open Amazon yeah, boxes to, to poke? You know how hard to, it is to keep I a mean, razor to cut around. Me, man. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> you got one yeah. now. Exactly. You know, jo- Josh always knows where you are. Josh Williams, it's incredible. And we got, you know, Booba Keita, who I-, I think is physically one of the best players in the team. He's the fastest, strongest guy probably on the team. Um, so they all, uh, they're all annoying to go against. And I think that I'm lucky this makes me a much better player. Uh, cause I think every team we play against, I go, ah, these guys aren't nearly as good as, you know, what we got. So, um, uh, like, this guy clips sure. all his nails. This is going to be easy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the, you know, uh, let's talk about, uh, Columbus crew and, and, you know, hopefully, uh, trying to repeat as, uh, MLS cup champs, uh, the, these, uh, next gotta get in the playoffs first. Yeah. Yeah. There's three games remaining. There's still an opportunity to, to, to make it to, uh, the playoffs. Uh, I saw your, your post game comments after the loss to, to Red Bull there, there's, it's obviously uh, uh, difficult to lose in that matter manner and to and, and to drop points. But the these like uh, uh, these next few games, what what is the you know uh, the, sort of the mind, your mindset uh, trying to get locked in to, to you know be so to be in this position to be under this pressure to to have this beautiful new stadium and really want to give uh, the fans a, a a playoff game a home playoff game hopefully or something. Uh, what is that feeling like for you in in these next few weeks of of the regular season you know not a lot changes i think uh i think i feel like every time you know i've been in it's it's almost been like a crunch time situation so i think for me it's just you know staying focused and and i i love winning i i'm not a good loser you know the fact that they i had to do an interview after losing right. oh, man i'm surprised i didn't say worse things than because i i mean <laughs> I'm, I'm not a, i'm a very sore loser um and so it's you know it's difficult uh but I, I, for me, it's just game by game, taking one at a time, and and the, I mean, honestly, the fans deserve much better than they've gotten this season. That's just that's just the frank truth. I think I think every player on the team knows that, and you know, and I think we all want to give them what they deserve because they've been incredible. Um, you know, I think they're they're really everyone says it, but I think they're truly some of the best fans in the league. If you talk about save the crew, that's you know what they did was incredible. So, um, you know, I think we all know what's in front of us, and it's just a matter of I mean, it's the toughest stretch of the season. We, I think we've had the most games in, in the you know last last three four weeks we've had I feel like six or seven games that have just been back to back to back to back but you yeah. just have to get through and push and and really fight um, and I think you know that's the bare minimum we can do is fight uh, uh, against Orlando so I, I I hope that's what we come out and do and punch him in the mouth and take three points <laughs> <laughs> figuratively speaking i want everyone to know yeah yeah, yeah allegedly yeah, yeah. no red cards yeah. you know just <laughs> although if there's a nail gouge in there we know who threw the punch uh now uh when you look at when you look at um you know coming from uh san diego to columbus and obviously look friends and family we get that move that out of the way forget those people <laughs> what do you miss most? And again, Columbus is a great town. What do you miss most about where you grew up, Southern California? This is the easiest. Well, there's two easy, easy answers. If you say I, burrito with French fries in it, I'm going to hang up. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I was going to say Mexican food one. Although I, got, I got one good taco truck that I found. So, uh, you know, I love it there. And the beach and the sun. I mean, I need the sun. It, we're getting to the crunch time here of, of winter. Right. It's already getting cold and windy, and I, I, I don't do well in the cold, I'll be honest with you. I'm the guy with the, the fur jackets who just looks ridiculous. I, I need the sun. Um, but, you know, definitely those two it's things. It's like 50 degrees, and you're dressed like it's 30. Exactly. I got the gloves on, everything. You know, I'm a big baby. But uh, And no, how do you I, play I, in the cold? 
Oh, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't put like, me in. No. He's like, we is, shut it down. You have we to shut heat, it down. You have to heat your boots. You can't play with cold feet. You have to heat the boots, and then you can play. Um, okay. You have to put the boots in the heater. That's that's same, my helpful same, tip. Same thing for guys who are afraid to get married. You know, you got to heat the boots so you don't got cold <laughs> yeah. feet. <okay? laughs> yeah. Exactly. I mean, cold feet is usually what causes you to not want to get married. So yeah, <laughs> heat the boots, my guy. <laughs> exactly. For sure. I, I'm curious, uh, having been born in Spain. Is there any of the like Spanish food culture that uh, that that your family maintained at all, or is that, is that did you just adopt oh. the Mexican no, and, and Southern no. California? We, I, I mean, Spanish food is still my favorite, and you know, I moved here in in Columbus to a place called German Village, and there's like a Spanish restaurant like 200 meters from my house, and I got so excited. And, and you, you said, know, I, you know, it's, and it's you said meters, so I know we know in European Spanish. Two hundred meters. I'm like, is that 17 miles or is that a few feet? I have no clue. Tell me in football field. Yards, okay. 180 yards. There you go. Okay, okay. not bad. In yeah, the cold, but, that might take you about seven seven hours to walk. <laughs> might take me longer, but you know it's 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 right by my house. Good Spanish food, so I, you know that's, that's what I'm here for. I can't complain. Okay, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I do miss I do miss good. good yeah, paella. I mean my family's Dominican, but my my mom makes a mean paella, bro. It's so good, man. You know, and I know I, I understand we have a Cuban here on the call too. My dad was born in Cuba, so uh, let's go. Yeah, there you go. There go. <laughs> Miguel Barry, the be- the maybe second or third best Cuban. We got to figure out where you are in the, in the Cuban pantheon. Do you eat All a lot right. of Cuban food? Is that is that something oh, that's in the house? Yeah, I do. I do love Cuban food. My dad makes a good arroz con pollo. Um, you know, great. Yeah, exactly. Tostones. I could eat tostones all day. Bro. Oh, my God. Oh, now man. I'm hungry. Oh, this <laughs> yeah. is great. Me and your dad are okay, going to hang Miguel, out. Yeah, you we'll don't go to Columbus game. part of the Cooligans family now. I don't know what to tell <laughs> yeah. you. I mean, it feels good. I got I got so many families now. <laughs> you know, I got the Columbus family. Dude, I'm going to be in San Diego surfing, eating Cuban <laughs> food. You guys enjoy the cold. I'm going to go hang out with the Barry family, yo. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right, Miguel. We have, uh, we have to get to our Gully Squad questions. These are questions from fans. And the Gully Squad is our supporters group, okay? It's similar to the Nordak, okay? So, uh, first up, we should we should start with Andrew Johnson. Andrew Johnson is a diehard uh, Columbus Crew supporter. Big, big crew fan. Uh, big fan. He, he asked this question. He said, uh, uh, crew fans know the locker room is full of great dancers. Who is the worst, and is it Giazzi? <laughs> I don't think I've seen Giassi dance, you know. Okay. <laughs> I don't think I've. I don't think I've seen. I've seen his wife dance. We, we, we do, you know, and he just kind of stands there. So it might be Giassi, but you know, Waylon Francis is is up there, and he, he's got. He's very confident in his ability, but he's, he's so stiff in the hips that I don't know. But it's all heart. He's got a lot exactly. of confidence, but exactly. it ain't it ain't it ain't reached the hips. It's all heart yeah. out there. <laughs> you know, there's quite a few people who who probably don't dance, but best dancer. I know you didn't ask that, but Harrison Offal is is up there. Jonathan Mensah. Up there okay, for the best I can answer. see it. I can see it. The, the, the Ghanaians can move yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. He also asked, uh, "Your there's a handful of rabid crew fans that have vowed to get tattoos of Josh Williams's next goal. A, are the players aware of this? And B, which of your goals would you like to see immortalized? <laughs> well, I don't think the players. I I haven't heard about this tattoo, um, but you know. I've been waiting for Josh to score for about two years now, so I, I think I think they're pretty safe with the tattoo thing. Um, which of my goals? I don't know. Uh, probably not not the second and third Cincinnati ones because those were kind of gifts. Uh, I'll admit that okay. on, on camera. But um, you know, I, I like the last one. I think the last one was a good team goal. But you know, 
uh, maybe the first one against New York Red Bull. You know, yeah, I, I mean, you cut, cut the you defender cut and put through, through his legs. A couple of yeah. people. That was a beautiful, yeah. beautiful goal. It's, yeah, it's going you know to be a big tattoo, okay? Because it's gonna, they're going <laughs> to have to show every movement. A whole back cover. <laughs> Oh, I, I think I'm worth the chest. Come yeah, on. You want full on <laughs> chest? Just yeah. when people wear shirts, you just got little smiling Derek Etienne poking through because exactly. you scored against this former team. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay. This last question comes from Ira Jersey. Uh, and he, 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 it's not really a question, just more of a statement. He says, Tell us that the Rebels were crazy for letting Derek Etienne Jr. go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,. I, I I would agree with that. I don't know what, what I don't know what the, I was in the league then. I don't know what happened then. But every time we play against him, I feel like he's Megan Megan one of those guys <laughs> and, and cutting them up and and so I don't know what they were thinking. The but group I, chat. I'm not a GM and right. Yeah, exactly. I'm not a GM and hey, maybe, maybe I don't know. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe 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 Derek was too much for him. Maybe he was making too many jokes in locker room. But I doubt Derek it. Derek is a he's friend. He's got that Jersey show. attitude, dude. It's tough. <laughs> exactly. Derek is great. Uh, yeah, and you know what? He he, he proved whoever he had to prove wrong by winning MLS Cup, getting getting an assist in an MLS Cup final. Uh, the dude is doing yeah. his thing. Uh, okay, um, Miguel, thank you so much again, man. This has been awesome. We have a couple of pieces of business before we let you go. We have to first get to our Galasso gift. This is uh, your opportunity to celebrate a goal on the Cooligans program on right here on Football Sports Network. We will turn it into a gift that will be on that will live on the internet forever. Alexis will give you a scenario. Uh, so, Alexis, what uh, what do you got? What do you got for the young man? All right. Um... If you score this goal, it's the last minute you're in there. It's a, let's put you up against Cincinnati, right? You do another one of these near post runs. You put your boot out. You score. But just before you did, someone told you that if you scored, they would open up a San Diego burrito style spot and a San Diego taco style spot 15 meters from your house, which I assume is less than what you suggested before for the Spanish restaurant. You score. So now you've got your all of your favorite food within a short walk of your house. How do you celebrate? Oh man, that's a that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Um, <laughs> see, you know, I was I was gonna do something when you brought it up earlier about you know Memphis the pie, but you know I'm too excited to put your put your fingers <laughs> no, no, in your no, ear like that. You want to hear the maybe like Serge Gnabry? No, you cooking? Because no. now you get you know, the food. You know what those? You know what the, I can't do it on camera, but you know what those Italian guys do when they instead of taking off the shirt, they take off their shorts and they run around. <laughs> I think that's what I would do, <laughs> but I don't think I could do that on your show. I think uh, no, I think the, the, the standards. <laughs> would, would, would block it we'd have to upload this episode on Pornhub so no, yeah I don't I don't want it censored so but you know what I think that's what I do um you know I might get fined by the league but it is what it is okay it's a good one. okay so, so all right you know what just for the sake of the vi- the visual we need you to wave your oh, arm yeah. like this yeah there okay go. we got it we got it. Get, put a, edit just, a pair of shorts in there yeah digital we'll get the graphics team to add yeah, it to yeah, exactly the CGI department we'll put shorts in it for sure uh oh Okay, Miguel Barry, thank you so much for joining us, man. This has been an absolute honor. We appreciate it. And again, best of luck uh, the rest of the season. Uh, is there anything you want to let people know about before we let you go? Uh, man, just follow me on Instagram, Miguel Barry9 at, uh, you know, on Instagram and, and you know, it's Childhood Cancer Month. Uh, you know, let's, let's, let's get that. Let, let's take care of that as well. Okay. Um, that's someone, clo- you know, cl- close to the heart. So let's, let's take care of that too. So, right. all right. Thanks so much, uh, Miguel. Everybody, you can make, make sure you follow us at Soccer Cooligans on all social channels, uh, so, uh, fo- at Football Sports as well, and subscribe to the Football Sports YouTube channel for full interviews and more clips of the show. Uh, all right. 
Miguel, let us end the show the way we normally do, as is tradition. So for Miguel Berry, my name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerreros. And together, what are we? The, the Cooligans! Cool <laughs>